Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where normally it is my job to highlight my creative journey and kind of extract the various lessons that I'm learning, as well as the techniques I'm applying to get over certain hurdles. But in the past couple of weeks, uh, I, I've been talking a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement and things of that nature, and so um, this will kind of be a mix of my creative journey as well as kind of what I'm doing with uh, in terms of that movement. As I've stated before, you know, part of art is to get your message out there, is to have a deeper meaning to, uh, you know, for me it's also learning about myself in terms of what I believe in and kind of expressing my core values. But sometimes in life there's things that are happening that are, that are greater than you. And that you know, you kind of have to go beyond yourself uh, to to really participate. And this is certainly between COVID-19, between, um, you know, the protests, between uh, the political climate of America. This is one of those times that, you know, you really can't just ignore all that stuff and, and, and buy yourself up and, and do what you want to do. Uh, now, granted, I'm, you know, one, one of the things I guess this is where I should open up with is, you know, I think like all things, in order to sustain them, you have to create good habits and find a way to make them part of your daily routine. So I'm trying to, you know, figure out the long-term effect of, of all of this. And in the sense that, you know, very early on, I feel like I was a lot of times reacting to the various things that were happening, uh, various things that I read, rather than responding. And so now... I, you know, I overloaded myself with a lot of information. I took a lot of action as much as I could and kind of, you know, I was very bullheaded and not saying there was anything wrong with that. I think for that point in time, it was the right, right decision, right? Uh, as I've talked about many times in the past, Don Miguel Ruiz has one of the principles that, you know, always do your best. And in those moments, I was always doing my best so I can never have regrets, right? But now you know, in terms of accomplishing the goal of like, let's say police reform and various other things, you know, uh, there has to be a kind of greater strategy and so forth. And, and um, also burnout is, is a very real thing in all things, right? And so, you know, I kind of had to assess of, okay, how do I, how I, how do I go about this in a day-to-day -day basis, knowing that true change is not going to happen overnight. And so that's where, you know, I'm kind of blending in things into my daily routine that I haven't uh, to the full extent in the past and, and sort of integrating creativity back as well because that does fuel me, but also now through this new perspective that I have about the world and the things that I've learned. You know, I think uh, oftentimes we use art to, to process what's going on. Certainly, you know, one of the great examples is like uh, Steven Spielberg after 9-11, he made um, War of the Worlds, and he made Munich, and that was his way of really processing his emotions, right? And, you know, that was, you know, movie making in general takes years, and so, like, you know, based on those two movies, like, that was a long period of time for him to really grapple with those emotions. And so, you know, I, I think in terms of 2020, it'll be very interesting to see how a lot of artists kind of grapple with it, not saying, like, you know, one of the things 
you know, people are saying like, God, I hope uh, not every movie is about, you know, the pandemic and this apocalyptic thing. But there are, you know, I, I do think there are um, beneficial ways to process emotions. And I think it will reflect in a lot of people's art in, you know, the years to come once, once, you know, they finalize the product, so to speak. So from the kind of take action standpoint, I've been doing a couple of things. So number one, I've been getting more involved in terms of politics. So I am participating in this program called Adopt the State, which um, is through Pod Save America. Um, you can check it out at, uh, you know, uh, by, I'll, I'll link to it down, down below, but through, you know, uh, Pod Save America has this thing called Adopt the State. And what it is is to participate in battleground states uh, by helping register voters, by helping people get informed about the issues and things of that nature. So that way, um, you know, the key states that are, that are quote unquote, the battleground states, um, you know, can, in this case, like, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a democratic effort. So being, being frank and open about it. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, that's one of the ways I have chosen to, to participate. Um, because I think, you know, reform has to happen on both, a uh, a federal, but also a local level. And so, um, you know, we've had a series of, of meetings uh, over Zoom, you know, training sessions more more so they're referred to as. Uh, and we're slowly, you know, at first it was uh, all, so, you know, I adopted Florida, but there's other states like Arizona and, and whatever else. Um, and, you know, we all kind of as a group got together and now we're story, so slowly starting to splinter off into our individual states. Uh, and, you know, slowly getting to the granular of how, how to participate and what that means and the action steps and so forth. So it's been an interesting process to learn. Um, I think, you know, as I look at it, I'm proud to be doing it because of what it means, but also I'm very excited to learn those certain skill sets because, you know, it's, it's a world I don't know, quite frankly. And, and it'll be interesting, you know, all the things that I've already learned and, and as I kind of experience it firsthand, I think there will be some benefit to it. Um, you know, one of the things that they one of the things that they talk about is the idea that, you know, how how to connect with people. And certainly as a storyteller, like that's the thing that, you know, you aim for with what well, if it's a poem, if it's music, if it's a film, if it's a book whatever the uh, a painting whatever the case may be you want your work of art to connect with somebody and so you know how you achieve that this is uh this is certainly a great exercise to be able to do that and you know obviously that's not why i'm doing it but i think all things in life you got to look at you know I, I i think when you assess the viability whether or not you should do something um you know you can do it from a multitude of levels and certainly, like, if you start to look at it, like, how, how, you know, what do I get out of this as well? I think then it makes it a lot more beneficial. You're much more apt to participate. And I, I wish a lot more people looked at things like that. And that, that includes, like, a lot of times, I, you know, people in uh, what they deem as menial positions, you know, there's always something to be learned from that. 
and uh, it's just all about the perspective and attitude that you take. So, so I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, as I said, on a number of fronts, on the, on the big picture scale of of really, you know, having a helping hand and knowing that I'm trying to do what I can to, you know, in terms of in, in terms of the politics that I believe in, but also you know that I am getting new skill set. The other sort of way on a daily basis um, that I'm trying to integrate things is, you know, kind of like, like people have meditation and journaling, um, and I'm more of a journal than meditator. Um, you know, people also have exercise. For me, it's walking my dogs and things like that. These are part of my daily habits. And so one of the things that I've been integrating is also just... Uh, kind of listening to the easiest form for me is listening to podcasts. So I've been listening to a lot more podcasts um, that have been sharing uh, uh, black voices, uh, black stories, and, you know, all kinds of information. Like I've been listening to some some of Jay Shetty, uh, Lewis Howes, Marie Forleo. Um, the, there's a number of them. Uh, Michael Moore's Rumble. Um, they've all had wonderful guests, uh, and, you know, some really insightful perspectives. So when I walk my dogs, um, it's easy for me in that sense to, to ingest and learn and participate. So, um, that's one of the ways I've been doing, uh, this also, you know, just watching stuff. So, uh, you know, I've, I've rewatched do the right thing, which is Spike Lee's movie. Um, I, uh, there's a documentary my professor Rob Patton Sproul did called Welcome to the Terror Dome, which is based on uh, Public Enemy's, uh, well, the title is based on Public Enemy's song, Welcome to the Terror Dome, but the, the documentary itself is about Public Enemy, so I'm watching that. Uh, great Netflix series called They've Gotta Have Us, which is about black uh, filmmakers and kind of the state of Hollywood, if you will. I did watch uh, Spike Lee's The Five Bloods, um, which is about uh, black Vietnam veterans who returned to Vietnam. Um, so, you know, kind of just kind of integrating that sense and trying to read things as well. Um, for me, um, reading nonfiction is sometimes easier than, um, than watching documentary films. So usually, like, with that's why with the, the, most of the stuff that I mentioned, they're not really documentaries. Well, no, I guess it's a pretty decent mix there and that I just highlighted, but, but I am watching, uh, movies by black filmmakers, um, that are more fiction based, but, but in terms of the reading, for example, um, how to be an anti-racist. And, uh, this is an important one because, you know, I feel like with a lot of my friends and things like that, you know, growing up, one of the things you could say is, oh, well, I'm not a racist. Right. And a couple of things this does. Number one, it creates white exceptionalism, meaning, well, I'm not part of the problem, therefore I don't have to deal with it. But furthermore, you know, the opposite of, of racism is not not being racist, it's being anti-racist. Um, and, you know, when I, when I kind of really dove into that principle, it, it really struck me because, number one, I, I, I was kind of flabbergasted that I didn't put two and two together. Um, as a storyteller, you... For me, at least, I always work in values, you know, love, 
and hate. Um, and, and certainly, like, if you're, if you're from the Robert McKee school of thought, everything works in terms of value, you know, um, justice and, and injustice, right? And all these different things. And, you know, you, you always you try to have your characters be on the spectrum of various values uh, and never is it, the worst one is never the um, opposite. It's actually the negation of negation, right? Uh, so, you know, if it's, if the values are love and hate, well, the negation of negation is love disguised as, or uh, hate disguised as love, right? And I was just so struck by this because, you know, once you kind of start to see the world in that perspective, you know, from, from the storyteller perspective of like, oh, wow, you know, most of the world is um, uh, racist disguised as uh, anti-racist. You know, and it's simply because we don't know any better, um, but we also don't push ourselves to know any better. And so that's, I don't know, I, it was a very interesting point to learn. And, certain, and again, so it, it worked on me on multiple levels, right? So the, the, the humane level of like, wow, this is just so eye-opening and I can't just say I'm not a, I'm not a racist. No, I have to be an anti-racist and, you know, okay, like what does that all entail? And then secondly, it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, you know, from a storytelling perspective, how, how are those values defined? How do you kind of look at it um, when you, when you, you know, do stories? So that was, that was very interesting to kind of look at that way. Um, you know, the other kind of, so kind of shifting gears, right? So getting into the creativity side, one of the things I'm having to sort of grapple with is that, there's never going to be an ideal time to be creative. And I think a lot of us as creatives, we yearn for that, right? You know, this is the weekend we'll work on the script or the book or whatever, and I'm going to knock it out or do as much as I can, blah, 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 right? We always, you know, uh, the sun's got to be shining and it's got to be at the perfect angle. We got to have our tea, but, but, but like everything's got to be in its place. And, you know, to, to think that there's going to ever be an ideal day. And when I say ideal day, I don't mean just like one single day. I think we all know that with creative projects, we, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer than just a day, but we, you know, we set aside these perfect scenarios. When in reality, that's the work of the amateur, as uh, Stephen Pressfield would say. That's, that's resisting, that's, that's resistance coming at us uh, when in reality, the, the professional uh, works at the craft every single day. And, you know, I, obviously, I, I knew this, you know, and I adhered to it, but um, as I said, again, I made a very conscious decision that I was going to stop for a little bit and really focus on the bigger issues. But now I'm kind of, as I said, you know, I'm also trying to integrate the things that I have learned in the past couple of weeks and integrate them into my art. So like, you know, looking at the things that I'm creating and, you know, uh, you know, what were the things that I used to think? And now as I go forward uh, with the things that I want to create, you know, how do I kind of now infuse this and reflect the various lessons there? So, um, and, you know, part of, to, to kind of get there, I have to understand, like, there's not going to be an ideal day for me to create. I really have to just kind of set aside time, just like I am creating the habits of learning, uh, and continuing my education in terms of racism in America, uh, you know, in terms of my creativity, I have to have that sort of same effort, 
you know, and it's up to me, you know, if there's like a time split, I'm certainly continuing to put a lot more time into uh, my education and talking with people that I know um, about these pivotal issues versus the time that I'm putting in my into my creativity. But nonetheless, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jump starting that and um, you know, just putting in even, even like 30 minutes a day. I, I've been kind of doing just 30 minutes a day just to just to do do it, you know, get get back in the routine and um, whatever else. So that's kind of what I've been doing as far as creativity. Um, th- the other thing um, last week that uh, so um, the next pass of the sound design came in for my movie, and one of the things that I'm approaching it in terms of how I go about it is I'm going to really listen to it on multiple platforms before I give notes. So watching it on a TV, no different than I would any other movie and seeing, you know, how it sounds there. Uh, Listening to it through um, headphones on a computer, Um, perhaps, you know, just kind of on a tablet and seeing how that sounds. I'm even one of the kind of things that I thought about, like, I'll listen to it as a podcast. Like, I'll take the audio, I'll put it on my phone, and I'll just listen to it while I walk the dogs, and just kind of listen to it that way. So as many ways as I can listen to this movie, that's what I'm going to do just to see how it sounds and kind of make my notes based on that. Now, I did actually watch it once already. This was on on my TV, and for the most part, uh, it sounded good. You know, a couple of notes here and there, but um, but overall, I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that necessarily, but um, but I'm glad. Like, I guess, I guess if I'm pleasantly surprised, I'm just more uh, glad that things are kind of aligning and that you know the spirit with which I went into making the movie, as far as like you know what um, you know the methods that I had used and, and thought would. That could work are now actually working and you know certainly having people uh, in this particular instance uh, Edgar doing the sound mix and the sound design like you know he's able to take kind of what the initial nugget and the ideas were and, and, and whatever else and really uh, you know get them to a place that work you know um, and so that's really cool. Um, him and I will kind of reconvene next week and really talk about it because I'm going to need a couple of days to, <laughs> to, to listen and watch the movie in the various ways that I've, I've talked about. Um, I've not seen anyone kind of really approach um, sound in this way. I, know, I mean, they, they say like listen to it in, in a kind of variety of factors, yes. But um, I've never heard, I, I don't know. I'm sure someone out there has done it, so I can't be like the the most like um, out of the box thinker on this. But but it'll be interesting for me on a personal level to just you know hear it across various different mediums. Uh, also, secondly to that, I send it to a couple of friends that um, that have never seen the movie that weren't part of the making of, and and just said, hey, you know, uh, the movie's pretty much done. I'm just looking for anything that might like stand out. Um, but, you know, just watch it as you would. Uh, you know, if you want to watch it with family members, watch it with family members. Great. Uh, the only difference is just kind of keep a notepad next to you. And if something jumps out at you, just jot it down. But, you know, otherwise, just, you know, just enjoy it. 
And so it'll be interesting to see what they come back with, if anything. You know, it's, it's, it's always that weird balancing act. Like, I want them to give me notes, but I don't want them to give me notes just for the sake of giving me notes. Um, so it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. From a, not necessarily my creative standpoint, but uh, certainly kind of in the mix of how, where the world is in terms of, I don't know, just creativity and so forth. I did go to a drive-in movie theater uh, through a program that I've been going to, like street food cinema. Normally they, in years past, they do like a picnic setting outdoors and things like that. And it's a lot of fun. Obviously this year, uh, that's not really viable. And so instead they've reshuffled to have uh, a drive-in movie experience. And so I saw Mrs. Doubtfire on Sunday night, which was last night. And at least at the time of this recording, and, you know, it's interesting. I'd never been to a drive-in theater. Um, it'll be, you know, I don't think that's going to be like the long-term way for most of us to see movies in the, you know, in the long term of it. But certainly, you know, maybe for the next like six months, this could be a more viable way to see some movies. I don't know. Um, truth be told... It wasn't necessarily my favorite experience, not because of the presentation or so forth, but simply because uh, I think it's a lot more fun when you go with friends. Like for me, I can go to a movie theater and be by myself and just kind of get lost in that. For me, it's a very zen experience. But I think, and maybe it was because I saw a movie that I'd known and grown up with and seen a bunch of times. Um, it was one of those things, I guess, like I could have, I could have, stayed in my house and, and seen it with my dogs versus um, being excited for a new experience. So maybe that was it. Um, maybe, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I'm curious to see how the driving experience kind of continues because I, I do see it ramping up a little bit more in the coming months. But at the same time, you know, based on my first experience, I, it wasn't like... I know it wasn't anything to write home about for me. Other people did seem to enjoy it. Um, and again, maybe it was just the movie. Maybe it was because I was alone. I don't know. But um, I figured I should kind of highlight it. The other thing I, I do want to highlight, um, as you know, because I call myself a 360 creative coach, I'm a big advocate of you know, all things as far as yeah, like, you know, mastering mental fortitude and, and various other things in order for you to succeed as an artist. And one of the big ones in terms of that, also succeeding besides just mastering mental fortitude, is the idea of finance. You know, we all have to get better with our finances because we live in the world, you know? And, and the, the better your finances are, uh, the more leeway you have as a content creator, right? And so, you know, as such, I've, I've done various episodes in the past about finances and things of that nature. And this past Friday, uh, I did get a chance to interview uh, my friend Chelsea Galicia. And we released that episode uh, yesterday, this Sunday, about her new book, uh, which is called Save Yourself, which is basically an acronym to spend in alignment with your uh, values, not your ego. And um, I thought it was a wonderful episode episode, you know, I think it, it dives into an, a realm of finance not really talked about. 
and I would highly encourage you to check it out. I've linked to it below so that way you can check it out um, and learn a lot. You know, I think, as I said, like, you know, uh, there's foundational things to us as human beings that we all need in order for us to be able to be creative. And certainly finances and wealth management is one of those things. And so that's why I'm a firm believer and want to point out this wonderful interview with Chelsea. Um, anyway, uh, that kind of, I mean, there's other stuff that I did during the week, but um, overall, that's kind of the the big items, if you will. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I wish I had, I don't know, maybe that sounds exciting. Maybe it doesn't sound that exciting. I don't know. Uh, I wish I'd had kind of more to give, but a lot of the work of last week was more internal and reflection and so forth. So maybe that's why I don't have as much to share as I normally do. So, you know, I wish you well on your journey to continue to, you know, do the things you would like to do, but also to do the, the inner work um, as well. I mean, as our, as our, as an artist, you know, I, I believe like, you know, that, that self-reflection is necessary in order for us to create the art that we want to create. Anyway, that's it. Uh, that's, that's, that's the vlog. Um, if you have any questions or comments, things of that nature, please just comment down below or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek. I would love to chat with you. Uh, I, you know, throughout the week, post various lessons, sometimes about m mental stuff, sometimes about uh, actual strategies. So uh, I would encourage you to subscribe if you're not already, so that way you can get those when they come out. And if you think other people in your life would benefit from my various teachings, by all means, please share it with them. I certainly would appreciate it. Uh, thank you, and I hope to see you next time.